there's nothing quite as comforting as gathering around with mom friends and sharing stories. Stories have a way of making us feel better, and they're great reminders that no family is perfect. And that's okay. So join us as we share some stories and laugh, learn, and grow together. It's the iMom Podcast. Welcome to this week's episode of the iMom Podcast. This week's story comes from me. I'm Abby. I'm a mom of two elementary age boys. And joining me today, as always, are Chloe who's iMom's social media manager, Susan, the founder of iMom and mother to five kids, and then Megan, who's one of Susan's, and she's also the mom to a toddler. So today the story is called, Mom, I'm going to microwave my underwear. And that is exactly what my son said to me. He, Well, he's nine now, but uh, several months ago, he sat across from me. We were eating lunch. It was a Saturday. And he looked at me and he goes, Mom, I think I'm going to try microwaving my underwear tomorrow. And you know, I had mango in my mouth and I was like, okay. Um, And he just kind of like, he said it so matter of fact, like this is just what he was going to do. And I said, well, what, what brought this on? And he's like, I don't know. I just kind of want to see what's going to happen. And I said, okay. um, So why? And are they going to be clean? Are they going to be dirty? You know, I went through all the standard questions that you'd probably ask, like, how long do you want to microwave them? And then we kind of moved on. Actually, it was a Sunday because the next day came and I had to work and he was home from school. They had the day off from school for whatever reason. And he comes out from his room. I'm sitting at the dining room table. He's got his pair of, you know, Hanes or Fruit of Loom, whatever they were. <laughs> And he's like, I'm ready. And I really, everything in me wanted to say no, because I just, I was working. I didn't have the time. And I knew that nothing was going to happen. And I'd mentioned it to one of the ladies that is on our team. And she was like, how fun. What a fun experiment. And I was like, okay, I guess I'll do it. So yeah, he walks out with his underwear and He's like, all right, so what do we do? I was like, okay, well, get a paper plate out of the cabinet and put them in the microwave. And just to kind of like up the ante a little bit and make it a little bit more exciting, my older son is very safety conscious. Um, and so I told him to grab the fire extinguisher, <laughs> even though I knew there was not going to be a fire. But um, I just thought that he would get a kick out of that and it would make the situation seem a little bit more intense and like, ooh, what's going to happen? And so I told him, I was like, I don't know, start with 15 seconds and, and give it a try. So we, we did it for 15 seconds and he took them out and he's like, mm, they're barely warm. So we did another 15 seconds. And then finally he's like, I'm going to do a minute. And I said, all right, man, do a minute. And by the end, you know, he took his underwear out of the microwave line. I never thought I would say. And all he did was like, he held them up to his face. <laughs> And I have a picture of him holding his underwear on his face. And he's like, they're warm. They're toasty. I was like, cool, man. All right. See you later. You know, and he went back to his room. And it was just, it was one of those mom moments where I was so glad that I said yes to it because I wanted to say no. But I I think I knew in my gut that this was one of those things that I should just let him do. So I kind of wanted to talk about that. Like why moms say no so often, um, but what we have to gain by saying yes. But before we do that, I'm curious, were any of you guys curious kids or Susan, Megan, are any of your kids curious, you think? Because mine, I'll speak for mine. Obviously, the little one is curious. The big one is safety minded and is only curious to know what the safest way to do something is. He doesn't necessarily want to experiment. I think beyond just curious, sometimes there are trends that kids go through when they get older. So your kids are young, but like in the high school years, where there's trends and there's things they want to do. And my rule was, if it's not hurting anybody, if it's not wrong, 
let them explore. So I had a son who played on a sports team and they would every fall pick a new hairstyle, (laughs) shave it, cornrow it. You just didn't know what it was going to be. And I think even Megan can attest his sisters were like horrified sometimes. Like, why did you let him do that? And my question was, well, why not? Mm. Um, it's just, it's his hair. And we were like, because it looks bad. They don't care. They don't care. So that was kind of my rule with them. If it wasn't wrong, yeah, let them explore. They're young. Or against this is the law. Learning. Or against mm-hmm. the law. Yeah, wrong. That would definitely be wrong. Did any of your kids, were any of them the one that kept on wanting to experiment with things? You know, let me try this. Let me do that. Yeah. Like I said, one of my boys was constantly moving in and out of Oh, skateboard. Oh, no. Next, it's, you know, just all these different kind of extreme sports or mm-hmm. whatever. He was very active. And again, uh, it was, okay, what are, you, what are they doing now? Well, they built a ramp on the sidewalk, and now right. everyone is complaining in the neighborhood <laughs> that they're tripping over this big ramp they built on the sidewalk. Well, you know what? They're kids. That's yeah. what the sidewalk's mm-hmm. for. Yeah. What do you think, Megan? Uh, James is only three, but do you think he's a curious kid? Does he look like he's into discovery? Yes, for sure. Um, And I actually was telling my husband the other day that we were recording this episode and I was saying, I was like, Abby's such a cool mom. She just like, let him do it. And uh, my husband was laughing and I was like, you know, we're going to have two boys. I have another boy in the way. And I'm like, I know there's going to come a day where they're going to ask to do something and it's not going to be harmful. It's not going to be dangerous. But like my instinct is just going to be say no, because don't want to deal with it or I don't want them to do it or whatever it might be. But I was like, I need you to look at me and hold me accountable and just be like, just let them do it. Like, yeah. let them let them take a look at it. But there's actually been a couple things that even just kind of like lessons that I've tried to teach him. Um, There was something the other day and I'm trying to remember, but essentially I needed him to learn like, that's why you don't touch that or that's why you don't do that. And I knew it wasn't going to like physically harm him, but I, I needed him to learn that lesson of like that. And that's why we don't do that. Um, And so I did let him do it. But to your point, like I, when I heard you say like, you let your boys microwave their underwear, I was like, Ew, I don't want <laughs> underwear in my microwave. Clean like I just underwear. don't. It was it was even maybe worn clean. once or twice and they were clean. Yeah, even if they're clean though, I'm like, who knows? Like there's residual bacteria. Like I just don't <laughs> not want after that. Like, not after she microwaves <laughs> it. There's gonna be no bacteria. <laughs> it out I know. For sure. I know. But I was just laughing because I like my reaction was just like, I can't believe she's gonna let him do that. And then I was like, Well, that's silly. Like, what's there's no harm? Like, mm-hmm. I just need I'm gonna need to learn that lesson of if it's not dangerous, let them do it. Yeah. yeah. Chloe, I'm trying to remember the ages of your like nieces or nephews. Yeah. Are they at the age where you can be the fun aunt that takes them to do like crazy things? I recently went on a vacation with them and my oldest niece, she's six. And then my nephew is four. My nephew is super cautious, doesn't want to like do anything. My niece is charge at whatever. She's very adventurous and exciting. And I really try to be intentional with the time I have with them of just be fun, be exciting, like let our memories be purely adventure and fun. So yeah, they, they're definitely, my oldest niece in particular, she loves it. Why is that? I know that I am more adventurous with my niece and my nephew. And I think my sister is more adventurous with my kids than she is with her own. Is it because we don't have to be responsible? You know, we don't have to be mom when we're with our nieces and nephews? Perhaps. I would say so. That's interesting to me. Yeah, maybe. 
Well, have you guys seen um, Yesterday on Netflix? It came out like over a year ago with Jennifer Garner. Yeah. Anybody seen it? No. So the gist is that she is just she used to be like, yes, 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 let's do it. When she first got married, like she and her husband like did everything and they would put out some crazy idea and be like, yeah, let's go. And then she had kids and she became basically the opposite of like, mom, can we? No. Mom, can we do this? No, 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 no. She just constantly, her first inclination was to say no, even if she hadn't even thought about it. And so the movie is basically where she has one day where she says yes to everything. They have some parameters, but otherwise she says yes. And how it kind of teaches her about that happy medium, but also teaches her about her relationship with her kids. And I thought I heard a lot of moms talking about the movie because I think that we could all relate to it. Kind of what you were saying, Megan, that Hampton, I need you to tell me that it's okay to do this because I'm going to want to say no. Like, why? Why do you think? Why can you already see that you're going to want to say no? I have a feeling like two boys is is just going to be wild. It's going to be so fun, but it's going to be wild. And I think, too, I am a little bit of like a neat freak and... Mm -hmm. I like think I don't want things to get messed up or I I'm busy like working, trying to get things done and I don't want to stop and deal with it. But I think as a parent, one thing that I've learned is like, you have to stop and play like, because they're only going to be this little for so long and you have to stop and enjoy the moment, not worry about like if I'm cooking dinner or if I'm working or if I'm trying to get laundry done or I'm very task oriented too. So I think sometimes I'm like, I just can't be bothered. Um, but I think that's going to be a really important thing for me to focus on is having fun with them and letting them try funny things. Yeah. I am definitely in the same boat as you when it comes to like, if I just cleaned something and they want to do something that's going to mess it up, I'm like, no, I just cleaned this. But a long time ago, I read this thing about, and I'm really not into sayings or things that make us feel guilty or but some of some of them just stay with you and one of them was like the story about a woman who had a mirror somewhere in her house where all of her kids could touch it and she's like I was constantly cleaning fingerprints off this mirror tiny little handprints and fingerprints off this mirror and then when my children grew old the mirror was always clean And I missed seeing those little handprints, those little fingerprints on it. And so we have like a storm door at the front of the house and then French doors at the back. And there's always, always a handprint on it. It's gotten to the point where I make my younger son clean the storm door because he's the one that when he opens it, just shoves it with his palms of his hands. And I'm like, you're going to clean it so that maybe you are more mindful to not put your handprint on it. But then that little voice in my head says, "In, in 10 years you're going to wish you saw that tiny little handprint. And so just let it be there. So kind of the same thing, like uh, you're going to wish that they were begging to throw water balloons in the backyard and track wet feet through the house. So just like, if that's one thing that can get us to say yes more often, I think that that's a good thing to to remember. I also think a lot of us say no because of fear though. I mean, is that one of the factors, Megan? For sure. I mean, depending on what it is, he's only three. So he hasn't asked to do anything really crazy mm-hmm. yet, but I'm sure as he gets older, it's going to be more and more. And as he does get older, he gets more confident in his abilities and he's really into jumping off things right now. And so we have like a front doors, a few front door steps and he like thinks it's fun to test every day, like going up a step and jumping off and 
um, I get a little nervous. He's going to like fall on his head or something like that. And I am also a, my mom can attest to this. I'm a pretty risk averse person to begin with. So it's probably really going to stretch me as a mom of two boys. Yeah. Did you, Susan, did you ever have any of the kids want to do something and your first reaction, like you felt fear? Like, how did you handle that? Like, I I don't want either of my boys to ask to play football. Mm -hmm. I like adventure. I like, and I wanted my kids to be brave. So unless it was risky, I didn't like teaching them to drive, but I allowed it. No, you know, I mean, I just, I wanted them to explore. I loved the process of watching kids develop and pondering, oh, what's that about? They want to do that. Hmm. So I get very intrigued by that. Yeah. And I I liked the roller coaster. I had five very different kids and it was fun. Yeah. I did think it was wild that you let one of my brothers like basically live and sleep outside. I don't know if I would be comfortable with that because I would be like, what if something happens to him? And it was like- He wanted to? It was not. Yeah, he wanted to. And it was not- like on the ground camping, it was. And in I had to high... sleep. I had to sleep in the in the living room on a chair just to watch him. You know, because I was so high. nervous. But do you uh, want to sleep was... in a tree? I need more information. it was in a high up tree house, mm-hmm. and he would sleep out there, and he liked it. And I'm like, that's insane. I will never let my kids do that. So like, one of our board members just told a cool story too about a friend of theirs whose son came home and said he wanted to learn to live off the land. And only eat what he like actually grew or whatever. And they right. let him do it. Like what hmm. a what a uh, experiment that was. How old was he? He's like 11. What? Oh. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds like something my yeah. husband would have done with 11. And, and <laughs> actually. My 10-year-old would starve if he had to do that. He actually. It's like bear grills. Yeah. Wanted to raise chickens and do all this stuff. And his dad was even like, okay, can we not. not like, can I trade you a chicken or something? Like, can I go mm-hmm. buy the chicken? Right. And yeah. we'll pretend. <laughs> You got to wonder what that child is going to be when he exactly. grows up. Exactly. That's what Amazing. I immediately said. This child is going to be Bear Bryant. Yeah. Is it not, not Bear, Bear Grylls. Bear Grylls. Bear Bryant. 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 He's going to coach football. He's going to coach University. Bear Grylls, you know. Um, so if you do, like if you are a, a parent that struggles with fear, we have a great article about um, how to keep that fear at bay. And one of the tips, and I've used this before, is asking yourself, what is the worst thing that could happen? Actually, what is the worst thing that is likely to happen? Because those are two different things. You know, you could let your child do a volcano in the kitchen. And the worst thing that's likely to happen is that you might stain the counter. But it's probably not going to happen. And then talk to them about it. Turn it into a positive. Prepare them. And then let go of the worry and kind of offer it up to, to God and say, I know I'm not meant to parent like this out of worry and fear. And so help me to get through it. And I think that that's... Um, I mean, I just think so many moms struggle with fear. And focus on what they're going to learn. That's the big thing. It can be such a confidence boost uh, to the child when they do something, even though they may never want to do it again. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, and that's the thing is, so the reason why, getting back to the, the microwave and the underwear, I don't think I was consciously thinking this at the time, but I think my mom gut said, let him do this. There is more to gain from this experiment than there is to lose. And one of the things was that I wanted him to value process over product. Um, something I've been learning about and like, what? I'm just 
laughing. I'm picturing him the process of microwaving his underwear. Well, like, can you see like the trifold like science project board the procedure? <laughs> like were they like Paw Patrol underwear or anything at least? <laughs> they were green. Or were they just like whitey tighties? They were green. They were, he wears boxer briefs. Thank you very much. Okay. Um, no, but I knew that nothing was going to happen. And I could have told him from the very beginning, they're going to warm up. And they're going to feel toasty and you might like the way they feel if you put them on. Um, But I didn't. I just wanted him to kind of be curious and wonder and then go through the process of like, well, if I had another 15 seconds, what's going to happen? And like there's a whole like mentality. It's called the curiosity approach. That's like getting kids to learn based on what they're curious about and letting them kind of take that next step and let their brain tell them what they want to learn next which I thought was really interesting also I'm like men around the world are like yeah I would actually like my underwear to be warm this is like a great idea maybe we should invent this toss them in the dryer yeah right so I I don't mind putting my son's underwear in the microwave if I find my husband putting his in the <laughs> I'm done um, we're getting a new microwave yeah. officially the other reason I let him do it was that I really wanted him to know that I was going to support him if he wanted to try something And if I can say yes to microwaving your underwear when you're eight, then maybe when you're 12 and you want to go out for this team Mm -hmm. or when you're 18 and you want to apply for this college or like whatever, if you're in the kitchen and you want to try to bake a cake and you don't know if you're going to be any good at it, mom's going to be there to to help you and to support you and to say, well, I don't know if we can do it either, but let's try. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I, I just wanted to encourage him to be innovative. I think that some of the I'm sure some of the best things that we have today came from somebody who were, was that kid that tried weird things. Yeah, you know? for sure. One of the questions I had was, so sometimes I, and I feel like as kids get older, trying new things can come with a price tag. And, you know, if you're on a budget, like at what point do you say like, cause you know, if they want to try different sports or enroll in different, you know, whatever it might be, play different instruments that can get like expensive. Mm-hmm. So, you know, at what point do you say, okay, no, you've tried a lot of things like this is killing the budget. Yeah. You know, I'm in that situation now with my older son because he wanted, so he got a video camera last Christmas and he wanted to make a movie. And so he and his cousin wrote a script for a movie Um, And then he also wrote a story that I've told him we would put into book form and print and then like let people buy a PDF or whatever. So we're in the middle of two projects that are not getting done. And (laughs) so I think that what I'm learning from this is that if they want to do it, you see one thing to completion and then you can try the other the other thing. It's not Mm. pick up and try this and then pick up and try that because we're at the point with this story where it was really cute when he first wrote it. And by the time we get it together and get it printed, <laughs> people are going to be like, mm, he wrote this. Like, it's really too young for him. How long is the story? Um, it's five chapters. Um, and I don't know how many words. It's a short story. It's a kid's book. But okay, okay. it's about a giraffe that comes to life. And well, he he's, he's alive and he um, goes to a magic grocery store and travels around the world. He's following in your footsteps. He's yeah, a, writer. a writer. Well, and I had our editor here at iMom. I had her edit it. And I was like, I'm not paying you for this. Uh, but can you please edit this for punctuation? So yeah, oh, it's professionally, professionally edited. So that's amazing. So that would be my answer to that. Megan is like, if you say yes, but make sure you finish the first thing first. So like with sports or, or in instruments, like finish the season, like finish the one so. until they find the thing that they're really into. I don't know. We're yeah. new, we don't do sports. So I'm, I'm not good at that one. Cause those overlap. So that's a tough one. 
Yeah. But, Susan, do you remember we were talking about the words, I wonder? Do you remember that a while back? Mm-hmm. So we were chatting. This was way back in early COVID days. Yeah. <laughs> um, this idea that asking your child or starting out a conversation with, I wonder how it can make your child a better learner. And that it kind of just creates this, it starts a process in their brain of, of thinking. And the example that I'd given was like one day, my kids were really rambunctious and really like the whole I'm bored thing. And I was on the patio and I looked at a tree in our backyard and it had like a knot, like a hole in it. And I said, I wonder what's in that hole. And that's all I had to say. And they were busy for like the next hour. They like grabbed a stool. They sat on each other's shoulders. They stuck sticks in it. They imagined that there was like a deadly squirrel inside and all this stuff. Um, And just this idea of saying, I wonder, allows our kids to kind of see the potential in anything that's in front of them, um, which I think is is kind of what my son was getting at. Like, I wonder what's going to happen. So that's our like privilege as a mom to use those words to get that kid that wouldn't normally think to microwave his underwear to go in that direction of thinking that way and growing their brain in that way. Their wonder is being fostered into future creativity and Mm -hmm. future innovation. Yeah. Is one of your sons kind of more um, like creative and curious than the other one? Because I was thinking back to, I think one of my siblings is very creative and curious. And I was like the rude older sibling that was like, that's dumb. Don't do that. Like, you know, how do you, how do you foster that between your kids of like, you know, well, let's, let's see what happens and let's, you know, try something new. They're so different. It's not quite that black and white. One of them is very excited to try new things. And the other one is a little bit more quiet. The, the younger one, the microwaver is the one that's (laughs) a little bit more quiet and like just, kind of a more like um, stealth curiosity, I guess it would be the way that I would put it. One of them just wants to do all the things and try all the things. And the other one just, I think is more of a thinker. I think he's a little bit more um, cerebral if we can use that word. So yeah, because I, I remember put the other Susan, one down. Susan telling me multiple times, like, stop, you know, stop being a third parent. Stop telling them they can't do this. You're squelching. You're squelching. Yeah, you're squelching. You should be like, you're not, you know, you're not the same. Let them do what they want to do. And I was just like, this is, I don't understand. Like, this is wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. can't wait to hear all the ways that you say yes to your boys, Megan. Yeah. Oh, God. I'm so I, excited. You can't wait. I can't <laughs> wait. I love it. And I think that's kind of like, again, what motherhood teaches us. It, you know, puts a mirror up in front of us and we just learn so much about ourselves. And then we get to grow maybe out of our, our inclination to, to do things. I think oh. we... She is so going to be tested. I can tell you already. Megan and Hampton are both very neat. So they're constantly picking up toys and putting away. Well, there's this one like white basket that James has with all the odds and ends toys. He never just wants to play with it. He wants to dump it. Dump it. And he'll hold it up when I'm there and he'll look at me like, are Mm. you going to stop me? And I'm always like, go for it. (laughs) And he dumps it and he gets so happy. (laughs) I love it. I can't wait, Megan. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. Have you ever said an unexpected yes to your kids and how did they react? You can find links to all the wonderful things we talked about in today's episode in our show notes and a link to subscribe to our I'm Mom Minute. Thanks for listening. iMom is the motherhood program of the nonprofit organization Family First. Along with our fatherhood program, All Pro Dad, we exist to help you love your family well. 
Subscribe to our daily email, the iMom Minute, by going to imom.com slash subscribe and get tons of great ideas, insight, and inspiration. The iMom Podcast is hosted by me, Abby Watts, along with Susan Merrill, Megan Tigner, and Chloe Blumenthal. Edited by Isaiah Gunther.